right. So with all those housekeeping things out of the way, welcome to the new Star Wars canon panel. Uh, my name is Brielle Lavornia. I am your moderator today. Uh, I am the managing editor at Tashi Station. I also run a geek fashion blog called Way Hot Room. And if you have noticed any uh, comic book content on StarWars.com recently, that's me. So before we get started, I'm going to let my fellow panelists introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Nancy. I'm also from Tashi Station. Do a bunch of podcasts over there. And um, yep, that's it. Hey, my name is Matt Rushing. Uh, I am the co-host of Aggressive Negotiations podcast as well as uh, the 602 Club. I'm Alex Damon. I do the YouTube channel Star Wars Explained. I'm Michael Morris, and I do the podcast Cloud City Casino. So we're going to let you guys get to know us a little bit better by answering a couple of just quick rapid-fire questions. Uh, let's start with, who is your favorite new character in Star Wars from either the books, comics, or video games? I'm not going to say Afra, despite how I'm dressed. I'm going to go with Iden Versio. Shocker! <laughs> I have a brand, okay? <laughs> Sinji or Rathbelis from the Aftermath books. I'll take Afra. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, we spotted the suck up on the panel. I'm I'm actually gonna go with Aiden as well. I loved that book. Absolutely adored that book. So yeah. I did not pay off my panelists yeah. to say my favorite characters. I actually sorry, I was up until five o'clock this morning working on my Hondo costume. So I my brain is blanking. Um Bloodline, um new Male character in that ransom, ransom castrofo. There we go. There we go. It's. I'll catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to order you some coffee or some calf? Excuse me. I need. Uh, I was trying to think of a drug that makes you hyper, and I was like, wait, I don't know enough about drugs. <laughs> spice. There we go. We'll get you some spice. All right. If anyone has spice, bring it up front. All right. Uh, what has been your favorite story within the new canon? Gonna make you start, Michael. Oh, I haven't read any of that, but Sparknotes says that, uh, <laughs> is Sparknotes still a thing? I don't even know. Would they have Star Wars books on it? Oh, okay. Yes, it's called Star Wars Explained. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, but I mean like actual, like, I meant like Sparknotes.com. Oh, God. Okay, so here's the thing. Pretty much my, oh, I'm way too close. No, you're not. Oh, okay. Uh, I have like a rule of thumb that I just go by now, which is if I see a book, I'm like, oh, this name, is that a man's name or a woman's name? Because if it's a man's name, I don't really, I, I will not like the content. If it's a woman's name, I like it. I love all of the new lady authors. Um, and then the old ones too. Uh, Christy Golden, um, the Battlefront 2 book might be my favorite. I'm going to say that because... Well, Bria might say that, but I don't know. I'm going to go with that one. I like a lot of the new books. Uh, I think I'm going to go Lost Stars and Thrawn, the first Thrawn book. Those are kind of tied. And to pull a comic in, I really love the newest Darth Vader comic. Uh, I think I'll go with... Uh, it's either Dark Disciple or um, it might be Bloodline. Uh, just uh, gosh, those those are so so good. Uh, and yeah, with comics, I, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Charles Soule's new Darth Vader run. It's the best thing. If you're not reading it, get it because uh, it's. Am I the only one who? Uh, sorry to interrupt, Nancy. Uh, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Uh, 
started talking. Again. <laughs> I was, okay, well, I know, but it's your turn. But I, I, am I the only one who was super annoyed by the artist putting buttons on uh, the dude with Jocasta New? What? Oh, okay. Guess so. Sorry. <laughs> Nerd alert. Yeah. Uh, There's no buttons in Star Wars. So yeah, I think mine would be Thrawn Alliances. Uh, it was so good. And if you haven't read it yet, please read it. Also, come see Tim tomorrow at one o'clock. Um, and I will also be very specific uh, and say the uh, Pilio mission of Battlefront Two. <laughs> yeah. Why do you like the Pilio mission? Nancy, please please inform us. We're going to talk about that later. We really are. If you have not played Battlefront 2, we're spoiling part of the game for you. I'm not sorry. Uh, mine... It's been out for like two years. No. No. It came out in November. Yeah. We're coming up on a year. We're coming up on... Oh. Yeah, not quite a year yet. Sorry. Sorry. Time, time flies. Hey, they, they, they just came out with some new stuff recently. They're doing the updates. They have uh, content. You just got to... No, you don't. Oh, the DLC yeah, is free. Though. Okay, but we're not doing this. We're not doing a video game. <laughs> this is not that panel. Because I'm going to tell you what my favorite one is, which it's a toss up between either Bloodline by Claudia Gray or basically everything to do with Aiden Versio's story, because I can't separate Inferno Squad book from the Battlefront 2 storyline. Um, okay, so I'm going to start you off with a really easy question. How do you guys think Lucasfilm has been doing now that we are four years into the new canon? This is really I think they'll make it. <laughs> all right, all right. No, no pressure. This is not a big loaded question or anything. <laughs> I think it's gotten better. I think I think they've started to find a rhythm with the, the new canon books. I think one of the things that at the beginning it felt like they were really trepidatious about what they were going to write about and what they weren't going to write about. And I think they've started to find places where they can really dig into stories that ma- seem to matter uh, without having to worry about, oh, are we going to touch this later? And part of that has been just finding um, those pockets of space. Like, uh, you know, we, we see that the next few books coming out are actually prequel based. It's like play in eras that you don't have anything else going on in and you can write stories that really matter to the rest of the canon um, and influence the rest of the canon in, in interesting ways um, and I think they finally are starting to learn that uh, and you know once nine ends it's all wide open again so they have a lot of space and so I think it's just gotten better because they're finding places where they can actually do stories that you feel like okay I'm so glad I read this story because it has such an impact on so much whereas at the beginning it, it felt like I can tell they're holding back and that gets frustrating so do you think it's basically been helped by the fact that uh, we've been getting more of the sequel film so we have more they're a little more comfortable filling in gaps in the timeline yeah absolutely I mean I, I don't think we'd be getting a you know a resistance series cartoon wise if they weren't you know getting near the end and they're much more comfortable than filling in those gaps and then of course we're gonna get a live-action show in that place you know I mean so uh, they they when you get to the end of that story okay you know how you can start to fill things in and where you can touch things whereas you know whether you liked aftermath or not you can tell they're holding back so much they're they're keeping back so much whereas normally those stories would you would just feel really comfortable with yeah i would agree um i think also what's helped is that the act the quality of the content i think is a very good um they're getting a lot more authors to write star wars books that had 
that haven't written Star Wars books before, they're really looking out there and getting diverse authors, um, not just who they are, but the kinds of books that they write. They don't want every book to feel like the other books. They've got people like Delali Dawson who wrote Phasma, and she's known for writing more sort of like violent, ruthless stories, which is perfect for Phasma. And they got Daniel Jose Older to write Last Shot, which is um, a delight. Yes. Uh, it's It's very zany and it's perfect I'm stealing your microphone <laughs> um, and it's pretty much like just a madcap story of I'm gonna lean over here because I'm getting feedback hi Nancy hi uh, so yeah it, they, they're getting the right authors to tell the right stories so I think that helps a lot to so yeah, interject and say if you have not read Last Shot yet, you are missing out on the most delightful inner monologue by Lando Calrissian as he dresses himself. Um, I've never heard a more loving description of a man's pants before and what features they accentuate. Sit. With the bulge and uh, semblance and of an ass. And it's insinuation. Yeah. I was trying oh. to be good. Uh, like a donkey. I'm sorry. Alex, do you have anything you'd like to add to how they've been doing with the new canon? I'll try to bring it back on track. Uh, it was on track. The, stay on target. <laughs> the only really thing I think they could do better is in the books. I kind of wish the books got to tell larger stories that weren't strictly connected to the movies. A lot of the books feel like they're just supporting material. And I'm, I, that's something I think Legends did better is that they got to tell their own stories that weren't connected to anything else, which makes sense because it was the backbone of the universe then. But yeah, I, I do think that as Nine wraps up, they're going to be a little more open. They're going to be a little less strict with what stories they get to tell. So I, I do think that it has been getting better as well and that the new books coming out are proof of that. Um, I just hope that they... I, I want the books to get like their own series. Like, I miss how we had the X-Wing series or something like that, where it was just yeah. book readers only, and we get to follow some characters through books. That's something I'd like to see. Yeah, I love when they bring, also when they bring characters into other mediums, mm -hmm. like that there was the Inferno Squad story in the yeah. book, and then in the video game, I love when you see the characters crossing over into different books. There was a random mention of Sinjir in Last Shot and his husband was in that book and I like screamed and I'm like this is what I want I want the characters to cross over like they did before yeah. um, and I I hope they will do more trilogies because I miss them I was actually going to be one of my questions is do we miss them doing trilogies and series like they used to because so far the only one I can really think of is Aftermath yeah. and I'm sorry and also Jason Fry's uh, Servants of the Empire as well general consensus we miss them yeah i mean there's been a handful of i guess younger reader series yeah. with wild space and the join the resistance books but yeah the novels outside of aftermath i don't think have had anything that's just the books yeah. i actually want to go back to something you just mentioned a few minutes ago um there's been a tendency within the books to to use them as prequels um we had catalyst that came out a month or so before uh, Rogue One and then Last Shot came out a month before Solo. Do we, how do you guys feel about that? Like, do, do you enjoy having those books there? Like, for me, I felt that Catalyst was essentially mandatory reading for Rogue One because it gives those opening five minutes so much more weight and emphasis or meaning to what's going on. Um, if you hadn't, to me, if you hadn't read Catalyst, you don't get all the craziness that's going on there um, because basically Krennic is 
not thrilled that Lyra has taken his that's a word I can use for his Galen. Favorite scientist, yeah. his special friend. Um, <laughs> special friend. His, his special scientist friend. Um, so, how do you guys feel about that? Or, or actually, how do you feel about books that are also essentially prequels but don't come out until the day that the movie does, when they might have otherwise given yeah. some more some more backstory to the film, like before the Awakening, Cobalt Squadron, um, and Most Wanted. It's ridiculous that they don't. <laughs> Which part? That, so, that they, uh, read before the awakening, and that book did so much for setting up those three characters. And the fact that it wasn't released beforehand was ridiculous because there wasn't anything in it that was going to ruin the story, and it would have just enhanced the story for any of the fans like us who want to do that. Most Wanted again is a book that does so much for those characters, for Han and Kira, and giving their background and where they've been, what's happened to them. It was a fantastic book, and Ray Carson did such a good job with the characterization. It flowed perfectly into the movie. Um, you know, Catalyst, yeah, all of these books, I think they're doing a really good job of helping to set up the world that you're going to go see in the film. And to, to not allow fans the opportunity to get a taste of that, it's just, it seems like it would be better marketing, you know, for the book too. Read this book. And then go see the movie. It's like it it sells itself, but they're not doing it. And I don't get it because it's not as though anything in those books hurts the film in any way, shape or form. All it does is accentuate and expand. And isn't that what expanded universe means? Like we're meant to help your understanding of the universe. We're meant to expand it. So do that and don't be afraid. Just lean into that. See, I totally disagree (laughs) with the release part. Because I, I strongly feel like if you're going to see... Like, every story should be able to stand apart on its own. Um, like, I shouldn't have to read a book in order to understand what's going on in the movie. I have no problem. In fact, I enjoy reading something after the fact and then going, oh, I got some more stuff from this. Prime example. I would say the... like If you're like, yeah, I'm just a movie guy or girl, then... Stop that and read Rebel Rising. Holy crap, that book was awesome. It's really good, and it gives you so much on Jyn Erso. Because I'll be honest, I wasn't the biggest fan of Rogue One because I felt like the characters weren't very fleshed out. And Jyn is really fleshed out in Rebel Rising. Like, everything that I felt was missing was in Rebel Rising. So read it. It good. Hold on, wait. I want to do a quick poll of the audience. How many of you guys read Catalyst before you saw Rogue One? I'm not counting you guys. <laughs> All right. How many of you read it after you saw Rogue One because someone told you it was like essential reading? Okay, more of you need to read Catalyst is the moral of the story. Okay. All right. I will say that um, the Catalyst and Last Shot did come out before the movies. And uh, I think... Catalyst came out in November and Last Shot came out in April. So they did give time for those books. Um, I, it, I, it is interesting like to see when they decide to publish certain books and when they don't. I would be, I, I, I don't know why they do. But um, I just figured it out. What? They did the two adult novels beforehand because they're the standalones. Mm, yeah. As opposed to Aftermath, which doesn't really tie. Yeah. I hate it when I realize but, things on the panel. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. Like, I love reading the books to get more information about the movies, but I don't like I get really annoyed as a fan of the books when people say, oh, you have to go read this book to understand. Like, you know, people say, oh, you need to read Phasma to understand Phasma. It's like, well, no, you should read Phasma because it's a good book, but you should not have have to read it to understand her character in the movie. Like the movie should do its job. And then you go to the books because you're us and you want more. Word. Probably, That's a good question. But, I mean, <laughs> no, I I do agree, uh, Michael. I think you make a really strong point, and I I agree with that one hundred percent. You, a movie should be able to stand on its own, and the books are meant to expand what we understand about the characters. Uh, you shouldn't have to go to a book, and and the fact that in some of the new canon of Star Wars, from film to book, you felt like you had to do that to actually get the full story is. I would say the most frustrating thing. I mean, yeah. I would say the sequel trilogy is held up by what we learned in canon because it's not anywhere else. It's not actually in the film, you know, like or the any of the films. You know, you don't get that full story. You have to go to the books if you want to know what's really going on in the universe, whether it's just, you know, Pablo's guide or the making of book or, you know, any of those things like you should not have to do that. Films should stand on their own. Uh, and, you know, the books should just accentuate that. Yeah, I would reiterate Nancy's frustration, uh, especially with Rebel Rising. Like I, I didn't really connect with Jen Erso or a lot of the characters in Rogue One. I, I agree. I felt like the characters <laughs> just didn't get enough to do. I never connected to them. Cassian and then Andor I was is reading. perfect. You leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> Cassian is perfect. You leave. <laughs> we know Cassian Andor slander here. I'm sorry. But yeah, when reading Rebel Rising, I was like, I really am connecting to Jin now. I'm really connecting to Saw. Not really connecting. It's just like I understand Saw more. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's frustrating that I'm like now telling my friends, oh, read the books. You're if you read the book, you'll like Jin more. It's like, but I wish you liked her more just from the movie itself. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, actually, I'm gonna ask guys, who are some of the who are some of the standout characters you think who have been created for for the books and for the and for the the comics? In particular, who are the characters we think have really just transcended their origins and not just been in the one story, but kind of grown past it? Ray Sloan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking the tea up. <laughs> which they still haven't used anywhere else, which is ridiculous. I, you know what? I mean, she's actually done. They have. She's gone pretty far. She's been in yeah. the comics. She's been in multiple books. They've done. They've done pretty. But cool. I mean, why hasn't she shown up in the sequel movies yet? Do well, you really want to know, know my what? theory? You know, um, <laughs> you don't want to know my theory. But uh, I mean, obviously, I think you have to answer to Thrawn. I mean, he transcended everything. So I mean, Thrawn's he's the special. he's the beginning and the end of you know like canon and like transcending <laughs> what that means. So um, for me, I mean, it's been awesome to see them bring him back and you know utilize him and. Um, find out new things about him. I think that's been the coolest part. I mean, Afra again. It's like, <laughs> I feel like this question waiting, was just so we could all say Afra right? and move on. <laughs> no, I know. I, I really do want to know the other ones because I mean, like, there've been some Snap Wexley. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. <Yeah, he's> <laughs> Which, if there's any Kotor fans in the audience and you have not read the Aftermath books and you are missing your your homicidal droid fix, please read Aftermath. Mr. Bones is murderous, and he will embrace you to simulate joy. <laughs> what? Meatbags. What? Oh, meatbags. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. 
Um, but no, like there's there have been a lot of other characters that who have really just popped off the page. Like, which other ones do you think? Sinjir. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I really wanted to see Ray Sloan in Rebels. I was really sad that we never got to see her in Rebels. I think that would have been perfect, especially because there was a comic where her and Kanan met up again. She's chasing them in a new dawn. It just seemed like it would be the perfect place to bring her in that that's one of my frustrations i do not think we'll ever see like a book or a comic character in one of the movies but i think the tv shows are where they definitely can show up and should show up um and i you know i dave, dave filoni is definitely the type of person who would do that and i i was so so sad we never got to see race little rebels you know i used to think like oh we'll probably never get a comic or book character in a t- in a movie but then Solo happened. And <laughs> yep. Yep. Now I'm kind of like, they yeah. might do it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm just being biased or something, but I I have a small enough hope that I think that I think Afra might actually be able to make that jump one day. Because she's just been, she's the only character who was created in the comics who has her own ongoing. Like, that's a big deal. I don't know how many comic book readers we have out there, but she's she's brand new. She has her own ongoing She's also the only woman for the Star Wars books who has her name on the front of it right now. I think she might. I could see it. I, I can. I could see Hera in a, yeah, in a, in a yeah. yeah in a live in a yeah. live action movie. I mean, I, you know, if Ayla Secura can make the jump from from comic because George is like, ah, I don't like that one. Let's put her in it. You know, like. So I and I think Dave is that same way. He 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 reads this stuff. He knows this stuff. He's he's immersed in it. So definitely those things can make the jump too. But what would I, that sound like? John, How do I bribe uh, Dave Filoni to yeah. bring Zay Miko into um, resistance. But I but I think Trip. if if John like you said John Kasdan is somebody who knows this stuff as well. He's a he's a bigger fan than his dad. He knows all this stuff. And so it's what's great about that is that he he's the one who's like yeah let's put Maul. He's fighting for Maul the whole time. So, Let's put him in there. Spoilers. So yeah, you get Maul at the end of Solo, which is if you haven't seen Solo, shame you on sure? you. Yeah, why? Um, Come on. Has, anyone, but, uh, has anyone not seen Solo? Okay, <laughs> it's okay. You, I feel you like it, it's on, gonna it's gonna it's did. it's gonna be on on video at home soon. So um, buy it definitely. Um, but I, that's one of the things I just absolutely love is that you know that kind of thing can happen in a movie like that, and they took that risk. So you know. Keep doing that because so give it us does. Ahsoka movie. Yeah, give us an Ahsoka movie. <laughs> so, we, so we kind of going similar to that. Um, there have been some crossovers between the different mediums that we've seen. Like we kind of touched on it with uh, with uh, Sloan going from just being in the novels to being one of the comics, um, and then Sana appears in Last Shot despite getting her origins in the main Star Wars story. How do we think what they've done with that? Do we think we would like to see more collaboration between the different publishers? Yes. Let's talk about Battlefront 2, which is <laughs> not just me indulging myself about this. I mean, a little bit. But that was one of the few stories I've seen in canon that has really engaged with everything out there. Um, for those of you who have not played the single player game, one, please do that. Or you two. I cannot say that, but. No, oh, well. Alex did a let play of it. I, I, I will feel bad saying that. Um, but <laughs> Alex, plug your sure. stuff. <laughs> um, but if you have not seen that, it's, it's set immediately. It starts a little bit before the Battle of Endor and goes through to the Battle of Jakku, which takes place a year later. And it's one of the few, the few stories that goes, oh, hey, Shattered Empire comic. 
Let's grab Aber- let's grab Operation Cinder. Oh, Battle of Jakku. Let's let's name drop uh, Sienna Ryu or, or not Sienna. Um, what's his face? Thane. <laughs> uh, let's grab Thane. Oh, hey, let's get some Lando. Let's put in one of the few yeah. return uh, post Return of the Jedi appearances. So, how did you guys feel about if you played or <clears throat> watched the game happening? How did you guys feel about seeing all of that come together? That's what that's what I want from the new canon. Um, I I do not play video games. I am terrible at them. I but I watched my husband play <laughs> play. I was like, please play this game for me so I can see the content. <laughs> He's like, fine, I guess I'll play video games because I love you. Right? He's such a good guy. <laughs> such Didn't a hard have anything lie. to do with me going, Nancy, Nancy. Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. It was actually so not good. you. It was, it was like, please go home and play. have them play Mission 3 of Battlefront. Yeah. Which like, is the post-Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker yes. that we deserve. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like, I love it. Um, but yeah, because you start... The book came out first, which was set after the Battle of Yavin, and you've got stuff from Rebel... They pull in a character from Rebel Rising. They pull in stuff from Rogue One. Um, they pull in stuff from the Clone Wars. Um, so it's like crossing over everything, and then you get... like The post-Return of the Jedi era was my jam. Um, that was... I, I, I miss all those books. Um, and that's... I'm so excited about the new canon, because getting to learn about what happens in the sequel trilogy and afterwards, which we're not really getting so when battle for it came out i was like yes this is what i want i want you to take all the stuff and 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 it never felt forced it never felt like oh why are you using that character it was like oh of course you're gonna talk about the the stuff that happened on naboo in shattered empire yeah, they, they're, they're at the battle so in the shattered empire comic which you should all please read because it's delightful and wonderful and about uh poe dameron's mother who is amazing in her own right shara bay um, she ends her and Leia end up on Naboo when they get attacked by the Empire, and you get to see the other half of that fight, like from and Lando's there <laughs> from yeah. another point of view, going yeah. into there. Yeah, uh, it's a video game, Battlefront Two. Yeah, um, Nancy, would you like to talk more about? Luke Skywalker and Del Miko, who's a perfect human being. Yes. So I am. I Luke Skywalker is my number one favorite Star Wars fan. I uh, one of the, my frustrations is we haven't gotten a lot of content about Luke Skywalker for obvious reasons. But um, the, the stuff that we've gotten has been um, has been really really good. Um, if you've not read Weapon of a Jedi by Jason Fry, read that. If you've not read Legends of Luke Skywalker by Ken Liu, go read that. Shattered Empire, number four, is the Luke comic. And then Mission 3 from Battlefront is the Luke content. And it's... So you're... you There's the scene beforehand where Del Miko, who's one of the characters in, of Inferno Squad, is sent off to this mission um, because he's sort of the technical uh, specialist. So they send him off to, to infiltrate um, one of the Emperor's observatories and destroy them. And when the actual gameplay starts, you're playing as Luke Skywalker, which I was like, what? This is amazing. Keep going. <laughs> I was terrified they were going to make me kill Del. I would have cried. <laughs> Continue. Nancy, so, why, why didn't you bring up Heir to the Jedi? No. 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 no okay. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't no, no, understand. No. Nancy, no. continue talking about Del Mico and yes. amazing kids. So anyway, like, so that's sort of when you, the, the characters from Inferno Squad, that's when you see like the first 
real cracks in them because Dell is just the most wonderful human being. He's he's so great and like he him and Luke are sort of like end up working together and Dell says, "Why, you know, we what how do we how that? do we get into the observatory?" and Luke goes with a key and then he's like and the door opens and Dell's like why would there? Why would the emperor have a, an observatory? He can only access the force. And Luke's like, "Why do you think?" And he's like, "You're telling me that the emperor destroyed the Jedi, and he was one of them." He goes, "No, I'm saying that as a boy on Coruscant, you are frightened of the wrong things." <laughs> and it's just wonderful. And then he tells Del, "There's a choice to be better," and I'm going to stop talking about Del Miko now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going because my my favorite line between them is when he's like, "Why did you save me?" He's like, "Cause you asked." To me, like that is the like most Jedi thing ever. You asked for help, so I like I gave it to you. Like you, like I showed you mercy. And if and if you're frustrated with Luke Skywalker's portrayal in the Last Jedi, which we're not going to go into because that's not that panel. Come Monday morning at 11:30 a.m., I'm moderating that panel. <laughs> um, but if you read, if you watch that, read Shattered Empire, read Legends of Luke Skywalker by Ken Liu, things might be a little better. I think that was the thing about that game and then the the Battlefront both of the Battlefront books were were really good I thought um, by allowing you to see different parts of what it is like to be in war in the Star Wars Empire uh, and in the Star Wars Galaxy and the the game did everything that the old canon used to do which was take all those things and and put them in a blender and, and let you actually see how they all work together and that was beautiful and i think that's something that as we were talking about at the beginning that the new canon is starting to do more of uh and part of that is just okay we're going to pick the time period we can play in the best where we don't have to worry about what's happening um and and we'll do that which is why we're going to get you know master and apprentice by claudia gray which we talked about that last year with claudia and that was her one book that she (laughs) wanted to write and i'm like Thank God somebody let her do that because, one, she loves Qui-Gon Jinn, which everybody should love Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, and two, it's it, it, it's the perfect time where she will actually get to influence what we understand about that relationship between those two characters in a way that we haven't seen in canon now. I mean, because unfortunately, you know, the Jedi Apprentice series isn't canon anymore, even though it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the Battlefront series with Battlefront 2 and then the game did such a good job of, of doing all that and it gave us those connections like Nancy was saying we wanted more what happened after Return of the Jedi because that's what we care about because that the Luke and the Han and the Leia and all those characters that's that's who we love we want to know what happened to them and then what why did they turn into what we see in the sequels so you start to get some of those answers and it's great a real quick little aside too, because you, you brought up Claudia's stuff with Qui Gon. I love her story, and from a certain point of view, because I like that she sort of canonized the whole Force Ghost thing. Yeah. Um, where because if if you think back to um, Obi Wan, like Luke seeing Obi Wan, he you never see Force Ghost Obi Wan in A New Hope. You hear him. Qui Gon, you know, he oh I can't like completely. Uh, show myself but he's a voice and then by that he um obi-wan says to him he's like oh you're almost completely corporeal so it sort of like lets you know like oh they can to a certain point of of this they can just completely like bring themselves back from the uh from a certain point of view panel is sunday at 2 30 yeah. oh i'm sorry I just, I just wanted to bring that in because you told that i'm like oh that's so good <laughs> 
Great. Actually, if anyone wants to ask questions, uh, come line up at the microphone. Uh, and then I'm going to, Alex, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Because I, I feel like that I you might have a bed. particularly <laughs> interesting point of view on uh, the connections given. What oh, you I do. think the game for Battlefront, I think the game is kind of the gold standard. It's full of Easter eggs. And yeah, like you get to experience things from the Aftermath books and the comics. Like you're actually there. So I, I wish the game were longer. That was yeah. my oh, only issue yes. with it, really. Don't they call out in um, the, the end parts of the Battlefront? They call out, like you hear them like chasing after the help wedge as. Like yeah, in you, the in Empire's End. They mention that and you hear the yeah. mentions of Thane and whatever his yeah. squadron is. Uh, there's a point where like the dad role talks about <laughs> like Oh yeah, if anyone doesn't know this, uh Aiden's father, Admiral Garrick Versio, who is the worst, is in is in the game and he has been dubbed the Dad Roll by Mitch Dyer, <laughs> who wrote the good. game. Um, it's, it's his official title. But yeah, no, and then uh, I almost dropped my controller when I heard, you know, Admiral Stallone has ordered a retreat, yeah. and I'm like, ah! <laughs> yes. On that note, right. hi. What's um, your question? Eat the my mic. question is for all of y'all. Y'all talk about, you know, we wouldn't expect, we didn't expect them to bring characters from like, you know, with Maul back into Solo. If you could pick one really, I'm talking about like really obscure character from the new canon. To bring into a movie. And I'm talking about like really obscure. I'm not talking about like someone who we've seen before. I'm just talking about like some really obscure. Who would it be? And why? Define, define like, yeah. like how I'm obscure, like, I'm, obscure I'm talking about like you would have to be like us, an Uber fan to know that character. So basically someone who's not, whose name, like you're not one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's just been pretty much named and there's no face. So not like Snap's aunts. San Marana. <laughs> Give me San Marana. I mean, it, it's probably not obs- it's probably not obscure enough, but I want to see Eli Vantu. Yes, yes, oh, yeah. justice uh, for Eli. <laughs> I mean, he and and what you could do then with the the Chiss and the unknown regions and the way that you know Thrawn kind of cracked that open finally in uh, Thrawn alliances. I totally want to see that and and. Bantu was such a fantastic character. He was the perfect, you know, Watson to the Sherlock of Thrawn. It, it's just, I want more of that character. And it seems like he has a purpose. Like, Zahn has to have ideas for him. So Hold on, I'm going to say mine before I, Nancy does it. Commander Karen Farrow. That was what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> she is, uh, she happens, Commodore. She, she kind of, I'm saying Commodore Karen Farrow has to be, like, the new Eli, the new Peleon to, um, to, to Thrawn in Thrawn Alliances, and I think she deserves better, and Rebels is Karen Farrow, Erasure. Um, it's fine. Uh, mine would be Mary Spanjaff from the Servants of the Empire series by Jason Fry. She's a teenage hacker girl, and she's amazing, and I want her and Zare to come back and see what they're doing around the time of the Resistance. I think I'll go with Joff Seastriker. Yes! yes. If their names yeah, were just dropped so in Episode great. 9, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I want Shriv. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because I, obviously, my podcast, Cloud City Casino, I love Lando so much, and and their back and forth is great. Where he's like, "Oh no, I'm yeah, I'm so planning good. an escape." Yeah, with lava. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex reminded me of um the since Resistance is going to be about like kind of racing, I would really love a mention of Greer Sunel. Yes. yes. Yeah. I was like. Someone, there was something on Twitter the other day where I was like, "Who? What scene do you really want to see in Episode Nine? And mine was Commander Sergov, Lieutenant Miko. We're glad Inferno <laughs> Squad can make it. Yeah. All right, next question. 
Hello, um, how are you all doing today? We're doing shiny. Okay. How are you? I'm doing good. Anyways, my question is, um, what were your thoughts on Rex being the rebel soldier on Endor, <laughs> and, um, mm. where do you guys think his story will go after Return of the Jedi? Um, I'm gonna say that it's whitewashing, <laughs> because Rex and all of the clones are not white guys, and Nick Santo, or whatever his name is, is a white guy, and I think it does both of them a disservice for that to be Rex. Yeah, I think what and they said, I mean, Rex being on Endor makes perfect sense. I just don't think it has to be that that character, but I think that would be a cool story to tell about Rex on Endor. And what what does he do after the war is over? Yeah, I actually think um, you know, we know Hera was there at the Battle of Endor too, so it's like I want that book. Yes. Like just give me that book with what Hera and Rex are up to and how they're supporting the rest of the rebels on there. I just I think that would be fantastic. I still think it's kind of up in the air whether or not Rex is Nick Sant, uh, that that character in Return of the Jedi. I like Dave Filoni did mention that he thought that that would be a fun little connection, uh, but I think they're going to leave it purposefully vague just to let fans decide whether or not they like it or not. Yeah, because it's the it's the who shot first type scenario now for this generation. I I mean I'll say personally I. Um, Love Bria, but I, I actually disagree. I don't think it's whitewashing because it's retroactive. Um, so it's still you're taking. No, I, here's why I disagree because you're taking a character that was white and then because you're then changing. So it's kind of like recasting. So any point, if they want to do a Nick Sant movie or anything like that, then you're going to. <laughs> that would be like taking the random dude somewhere in like the background of a New Hope, being like, "Yo, that's Lando now. What up?" Yeah, <laughs> like, a I, white like I mean, if if he kind of looks like Lando, I mean, and it's far enough towards like, yeah, it could be if you squint or whatever. Like I said, I I think just because yeah, the original trilogy has like three black guys in the entire thing. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of people of color. In, in the original trilogy, so to say, you know what, we're, we're going to say that's what it is. So any story going forward, that's the case. So that that's why I'm supportive of it, because I like I said, I, I don't see it as erasing as much as it, it actually opens the door for um, the, the possibility of additions down the road. How is it whitewashing if Nick Sanders, he was a white actor, yeah. Cameron Morrison is... Not white. <laughs> He's Maori. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move on from this one. Next question. Thank you. What are your guys' opinion on the really, really oblique references through the Clone Wars, Rebels TV series, and a single mention uh, audible in, I believe it's Force Awakens, in the lack of commitment to canonize or to explore Old Republic? You mean like going all the way back from the timeline? To, like, the well, main taking, stuff? taking the the, I'm a gamer by nature. So like Kotor. So like yeah, Kotor, Old okay. Republic era, and we see in um, the episode where uh, Ahsoka is captured by um, the Trandoshans, yeah. we see the Mandalorian helmet up on the shelf. In one of the new movies, you hear okay. actual the the term Old Republic used. These little oblique references and. Um, what appears to me to be either a refusal or inability to commit to canonization of Old Republic. I think they just haven't had a chance yet. I mean, they're they're focusing on what they can do and what 
they think will sell most. I think give it another couple of years and we'll see them exploring thousands of years backwards in the timeline. I think they've kept it vague because they know that it's big enough for a movie. Like, I think they're probably going to explore it in film, so they don't want to step on any toes until they do it. It's kind of the same thing where in the sequel trilogy, we haven't explored much in that area because they don't know what the story is yet. So I think they want to nail down, all right, like maybe Ryan Johnson's trilogy will be all Old Republic. And they're going to, yeah, and they're going to have to let those guys define what it looks like. So I don't think that they want to just dive in and be like, this is definitely what the Old Republic looked like in canon. And then have a storyteller come in and be like, oh, well, I wanted my movie to do this. And they're like, well, too bad. We said this in this one Clone Wars episode and now you can't. Yeah, the story group says that they try to keep things vague as much as they can because they don't want to nail down and and stop any future creators from taking any opportunities to expand upon that if it's something like super small. Yeah, and if you were here at Dragon Con several years ago, um, Chuck Wendig had said he really he tried really really hard to get an HK forty seven interlude. He he wrote it and he was like, "Please let me do this," and they were like, "No, we we can't." So that just tells me they're leaving it open because they want someone to do something with it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, you don't you don't think that uh, Ryan Johnson's going to do the Broom Boy trilogy? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who knows? Well, I forget what his name is, but it's something. It's Broom Boy. Not everyone has a name in Star Wars. Like, no, my name is Broom Boy. It's in the visual guide, and it's something ridiculous. And I'm like, they're not going to do it. To me, yes. Star Wars names are always ridiculous. Just put an apostrophe in there. Yeah. Okay, next question. Hi. Hey, how you guys doing? Love Star Wars Explained. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, <laughs> should you pay him? <laughs> smash that like button. Say, say smash that like button. Only when I'm joking. <laughs> okay, um, as it concerns the new canon, do you consider like the visual like dictionaries part of the canon? Yes. yes. With that being said, because with Solo, they do make hints that XR Kun could be canon. Hold on, wait. Yeah. I think I've seen the... I think what I saw either Pablo or Matt say about that is they used it as a visual. That was something that the artists themselves yeah. looked at. And that part isn't necessarily like it doesn't actually mean that XR Kun is canon. It just that part is sort of out of the universe, I think is what I saw. Yeah. Right. It, Alex? it was in one of the, the art of solo books. So those are more not really canon. They're more like, this is just stuff we were designing for the movie. And so they were like just throwing around ideas like maybe this was built out of XR Kuhn's desk or an obelisk or something. The desk itself is in the movie, but I wouldn't take that to mean since there's no mention in the visual guide itself. I don't think that means XR Kuhn is canon, but they're at least thinking about him. Well, and I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the things that's really uh, fascinating about that stuff is just the fact that they are opening those doors like they're open now you know you you start talking about those things and um, you put it in there and then retroactively later on you can be like oh yeah it was because we brought him into this you know thing so I, I think the fact that Lucasfilm has been so good throughout the years of using all of the material that they have and they're always looking back okay what can we use instead of just creating something new uh, that really gives you the opportunity then to to use that later on. So, you know, I have no um, reason to not believe that someday they're going to do some sort of KOTOR movie yeah. or TV series or something like that because it's just too big to not 
use. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to remember that everyone at Lucasfilm is also a massive Star Wars fan. What? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Ridiculous. I mean, these people also really, a lot of them really love the Legends books. Like, uh, I know at least one person on the story group really loves Ray Squadron. Um, Who? So, they're my new BFF. <laughs> You'll figure that one out for yourself. Um, no, but seriously, who? I'm not going to tell you. I'm, I need <laughs> Vert back. I'm going to make you suffer. Um, but it's, I think best. it's important to remember that, you know, they are all fans too, and it's not like they did the Legends decision was made vindictively. It was made to make the universe more accessible to a lot more people. And if there's something that they can pull in, they'll do it. Like, Cortos' orb ended up in, what was it, New Dawn originally, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it showed up in whatever the last alliances. book we read was, and alliances. I mean, they'll pull stuff. Yeah, they the have biggest no problem doing that. The biggest thing is don't fall into the trap of thinking like, oh, this means that Exar Kun is canon, which means all of his story background and everything. It's like no, Exar Kun could have just been like the Sith librarian. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. that. That just means there's a guy named Exar Kun. Like it is. It doesn't mean yeah, like anything yet. Well, it's like I, I was calling it shadow canon for a while because when Lucino wrote Tarkin, there was a lot of things that happened in uh, Dark Lord Rise of the Darth Vader, or whatever it's called, um, that were mentioned. Like it was it was mentioned in passing, but that doesn't mean that entire book is right. now canon. It just means, oh, something similar to this occurred. Yeah. All right. Hi, John. La- hi. Last shot basically has four timelines. You know, young Han, young Lando, older younger Han and Lando, older. Um, so, of those four timelines, which is your favorite? I like older Han because you the one after Return of the Jedi. <laughs> That's my default answer. The one after Return of the Jedi, which I think, and I and I like that they prove that you can write a story after Return of the Jedi that where there's not a war with the Empire because they should have more of them. I'm tempted to say the young Lando one because that description of his clothing was so beautiful. <laughs> it's it's the new Anakin's butt of, of new canon. Um, which if you've never read the Revenge of the Sith novelization, there's like a page and a half. There's like an entire page dedicated to Obi Wan going. This looks like Anakin's butt. Not that I've thought about it a lot, but this is what I think it is. This is the angle I'm seeing. Um, is, is he hanging upside down? Yeah, because really it's when Anakin's holding Obi Wan yeah. over his shoulder and he it's wakes like up. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, now. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful moment in an otherwise heartbreaking book. Um, but I think I liked the the current timeline best because uh, Taka is amazing, oh, yes. and I will protect them with my life. And then you, they, he put it in an Ewok slicer. That's all I need. Like, if you were an X Wing fan, Pikpa, my girl. Yep, nope. One, I thought that the older Han and the older Lando to actually give them characterization. You know, we had just. You know, when you see Solo, the movie, and then you read that book, it's so interesting because you can understand why Han feels this way. Why he feels completely unprepared to be a husband and now a father. It's like, what? This guy has never, he's never had a good role model in his life on how to do anything other than survive. And so to watch him then try to be a husband, a good husband, and to try and be a father when he's not somebody who's generally loquacious other than being sarcastic, I mean, put those things together and you have a guy who is who is set up for failure and, and what he finds is that he has Leia and Leia is the one who understands Han and and is pulling him forward and it, it's such a beautiful thing and so then I want to see now how does that relationship deteriorate with what happens with Ben because I think that's really fascinating then to see. Because what you see at the end of Last Shot is a Han Solo who is 
pretty committed to being a good husband and a good father and doing all that he can. And that's very different from the story we get from Ben uh, about his father. So again, I think that just does wonders for that time period, which we all want to know more about. I'm going to get myself in trouble with a certain subset of fandom right now, and I don't care. (laughs) Ben Solo's turn to the dark side is not to be blamed on Han Solo, leaving him with a nanny droid for a week. Yeah. (laughs) He's fine. Yeah. He was naked and ran and jumped on his uncle Wanwo. Which is is really just like, that's all you need. Like, what's your review? Uncle (laughs) Wanwo. All right, I'll take it. Uh, Next question. Hi. So, uh, in Legends, I felt like there was a big problem in which the main cast had a bloat of stories in which everyone wanted to use Luke Skywalker and Han Solo and what have you. Do you feel like the new canon is starting to run into that problem with things like the Star Wars comics, where they're giving them a new adventure every week, and we're starting to run over each other and trip over themselves? Not with the comics. Um, I think it would be... I don't think it would be fair to Marvel to ask them to do a bunch of Star Wars comics and not let them play with the big tri- with the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing a pretty like they're mostly the ones who are writing in that era right now. That that spot, I think they're doing okay. I mean, when you look at the books, there's not tons else that are focusing on on the big ones. I don't think. I, I do think I do think you have to be careful, um, and and I hope that they are figuring that out. Um, and, and part of that is just making sure you plan really well. Um, and obviously we're not getting a ton of books, you know, uh, so really right now they just have to be careful in the comics to make sure that um, the adventures that are happening in the Star Wars ongoing make sense to have happened in the time period and that, you know, you only have so much time. So for them to have this many adventures, you know, you want to make sure that you aren't overloading that. And I think they'll do that. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, but getting more Darth Vader at the beginning of his run as Darth Vader, you know, right now has been, again, I'm going to say the most awesome thing in comics because that's the story that I think is fascinating to watch that character fully go from Anakin to Vader and the death of, like, there is a scene even when he creates his lightsaber and it is one of the most heart-wrenching things as you watch the Force tempt him to turn back to the good side and see what he could have done and what he doesn't choose. And then he just, again, he just, he's basically killing younglings in his heart and just crushing all of that. It's amazing. And the artwork in it is fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, you can do it really well. But I think, yeah, you, you need to just got to be careful. I was going to say, anything uh, with Charles Soule's name on it for the comics, yes. pick it up. That man's amazing. Um, yeah, actually, question, question for all of you guys. Uh, we got asked about which obscure Legends character. What not obscure Legends character, would you most like to see make the jump back? Go. This guy? <laughs> oh, my shirt. Tycho Selchu. <laughs> Why is he not there? It's, right. it's, he's, yeah. I'll, I'll take Gavin Darklighter just to get any <laughs> Darklighter. Like, <laughs> you just want to see him make out with a horse. Well, I, <laughs> what? Admit it. No, I just want a Darklighter back. <laughs> he makes out with a horse. Yes, he does. Legends was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. I'll, I'll, I'll stay in that same vein and say, Piggy. Yes! He's the it's best. Just say Cornhorn. I'm going to take Nancy's other answer I, and say so, Talon Card. Yeah, I would love to see a Talon Card because I think it would be really cool. Um, I would also like to see um, there be other 
horse sensitive people that Luke runs into, like, you know, a corn horn where maybe he's, you know, he's not a Jedi or anything, but he's force sensitive. I just think it would be so awesome um, to, to have characters like that come back. And, you know, hopefully they will do that because you've, so, so once Kipteron, nine's over. Right? Yeah. We're bringing back Kipteron? She's not obscure, but since we're talking about Legends characters, you want to bring back, I have to say Mara. She's legally obligated. <laughs> Winter was super yes. cool. I was being chill. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, so I'm just going to keep this question to the sequel trilogy era because that's my personal favorite uh, era of Star Wars. Uh, if you could write a book, novella, or TV episode relating to any of the new characters we've gotten in the Disney era, what would the character be and what would the premise be? Say Miko and Shriv. <laughs> Say Miko and Shriv. Um, so mine would be the um, domestic adventures of Cinder Rathbellis and Condor Kill, which turns into a horrible spy adventure gone wrong. During the Resistance era. I mean, I think I'd have to say it would be uh, Ben Solo and and Luke when they're first training. And and what's that like? What's that relationship like? I think to me, that's the most fascinating thing. And and, and how the hell does Snoke pull one over on Luke Skywalker for all those years? I think that's a story that I want told. Dazzled him with his gold robe. <laughs> and, yeah, no, his, my his, his, I was like, it's the slippers. <laughs> I, I was going to say Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker too, like a new Jedi Academy series of some sort. Uh, but I'd also like to see more Black Squadron. Yeah, yes. I was like, the Poe Dameron comic has been yeah. amazing, and it's about to wrap up next month, so it's well worth it to p- pick up all of those trades. Sure would be nice to get something on the Knights of Ren. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. Who? Right? We are the Knights who say. And, I mean, also, Hilo Ren has her action figures, but I don't. <laughs> so, no, that has bro. playing with my, my action figures again. <laughs> that's it. That's the story I want. I want Hux walking in while he's playing with the Knights of Ren. He's got his interaction figure. <laughs> That's literally space balls, right? Yes. <laughs> that, that is true. Hey, they, they brought in the uh, hardware wars. Why not? <laughs> but I imagine him doing like the Mike Tyson, like, now, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mike Tyson. Next question. Okay. So, uh, you know, on the one hand, we have uh, episode nine coming up, and. Uh, I've, I've read in a couple of spots where it sounds like JJ is going to really try to, you know, pull from a lot of the stuff like Rebels and even maybe some of the novels or whatever. I don't know, but uh, but to try to like really wrap up canon and episode nine and everything. But then on the other hand, we have what uh, what what apparently was uh, a not as good box office for Solo as it was for the other films, uh, and uh, which I think is stupid because it's a great film, and uh, and so. Uh, and so now we don't have anything until episode nine as far as movies go. And we don't know exactly what's going to happen after episode nine because of all the, you know, hoopla from from Solo and everything. So uh, if uh, if J.J. doesn't really tie things in uh, like uh, like we would really like him uh, to and 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 if and if we got like to just project like, you know, movies in the future for canon what stuff would you like to really see uh, be made into movies that's either from the cartoons, the novels, the comic books, or or a combination thereof? Ahsoka movie. Yes. Afro movie. 
I mean, I, I, I want them to do uh, a basically create with Solo the Underworld trilogy. I mean, I want that story completed. I think I feel like they set that up. I, I give me more Kira, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so that and um, yeah. I mean, if you don't do a Kenobi movie with Ewan McGregor in the next like five years, you are a fool because every Star Wars fan has been asking for that movie since Disney bought the franchise so just give us the movie we're asking for stop also read the book please it's very very good even yeah, though it's yeah, legends yeah. it's amazing mm-hmm. i want i don't care if it's a movie or if it's a live action tv show i want anything involving x-wings yes. and rogue squadron yeah me and nancy have the same answer a lot we love pilots uh <laughs> but i i don't know that i want anything based on a comic or a book or like i kind of want it just to get weird and go different. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Make just, it weird, well, Alex. I think that keeping things with the Skywalker saga, like uh, someone said earlier, how the books were so focused on the big three back in the Legends days, I, I just want to get some new characters. So like the Benioff Weiss series, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, the, how they're being described as totally unrelated to the Skywalkers in a different part of the galaxy, that excites me just to see something brand new. And yet, and yet, there is a lot of stuff in the comic books and books now that isn't really related to yeah. Skywalker. So that's why yeah. I was asking the so question yeah. that Wait. way. You said you wanted to make it weird. Yeah. Does that mean you want Waru back? No. <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't know. I know something yeah, about Star Wars me. that Alex what? doesn't. <laughs> Waru, the big golden glob, oh, blob from Crystal yeah, Star. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you make it weird. So, what about you? I don't think you've answered yet. Yeah. Like you, okay, good, good. Right. Although, and, and my actual, my other answer is, I would really, given where it is in the timeline, I would love to see Aiden and Dell show up in Favreau's TV show because it's the perfect timeline. Their characters literally look like them because they're all based on them, and I think that would be a really neat opportunity to do that. But yeah, cool. Did you answer? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we have time for one quick question. Um, yeah, uh, given that Lucasfilm Disney has mandated that all of their media, film, video, yeah, all tied books together. and all that, all tied together, it, are they doing any kind of online bibliography so you can find out which is where and all that? There's the Star Wars databank. The Star Wars databank, yeah. which is what? It's on StarWars.com. It's on StarWars.com, and it, it lists books it, and all that kind of stuff. It tells about a whole bunch of the characters and the planets. It's on yeah. there, and there's always Wikipedia. Yeah. Wikipedia then, has a really great list yeah. of like yeah. where it is, where everything is in order, comics, TV shows. And, and the year it was published, so you know yeah. it's after this mandate. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. no, nothing on StarWars.com in the databank is not going to be canon right now. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, loved Luke in Last Jedi even more than the Luke I saw in the theaters Back in 1977. Come to the panel. Yep, come to the panel. <laughs> All right. How fast is your question? Very fast. Cool. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of different genres, like zany heist movie. What would be your ideal no- uh, genre for a future Star Wars novel? And theoretically, who would you want to write it? <laughs> um, Ocean's Eight style heist written by Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm already, I, luckily I'm getting it. It's uh, Claudia Gray, and she's writing Show about, off. yeah, so. Uh, I would actually like to see a, like, Jedi slash superhero style book <laughs> written by, um, oh, God, uh, Delilah Dawson. 
I want the adventures of Afra and Xana and why they are very broken up and never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> I, I think I'll just say Afra again, but make it more like an Indiana Jones, just straight up treasure hunting, exploring yeah. ancient be, history. She could be that. in the it Ocean's 8 movie. Yeah, yeah, it can be both. All three yeah. of ours can go together. <laughs> why they're never, ever, ever getting back. All right, I think that's all the time we have for questions. Thank you guys. But we have...